5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Welcome back, welcome back. Here in Chicagoland, we've got the rain that looks like the snow, that looks like a mush. Yeah, that's what's happening here today in Chicagoland. So hopefully, wherever you're at, the sun is shining, or at least you can envision the sun shining. So today we're going to jump into the scriptures, and we're going to see what they have for us today. So Romans 15 you know, again, these are just random, right, things that come up in Romans 15, verse 4. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. So this is, it's kind of an interesting part here because Romans 15, um, verse 4, it seems like Paul's kind of taking a little bit of a detour I mean, he's kind of talked before. I mean, he's been quoting the Psalms. He was in Psalm 69, um, supporting this idea of kind of like, what what do Christ followers, how should they be living? What should be their main priorities in this life? And self-gratification is not one of them. And then it seems like he just kind of switches, and he's talking about the Old Testament, and He's like, almost like, hey, I quoted the Old Testament there, and now let me just bring this up again. Like, what, like, why does the Old Testament even matter? It's old. Don't all old things, aren't they just all of a sudden obsolete? And we all know the answer to this, and that is no. It doesn't mean that because it's older right, or because it's, you know, way older than them in the New Testament, that all of a sudden it becomes obsolete. So what is Paul trying to be able to say here? Paul's saying, hey, he's like, it's true that uh, Jesus died for you, rose again for you currently, right, and you've um, been released from these obligations, these requirements of the law. Paul's reinforcing that for especially for Gentile Christians. Now, now Jewish Christians, you can kind of say there might be some other things that are tying them into it. Whatever, we can get to that some other time. But, but what I think Paul's trying to be able to say is like you've been released. So the the, the former days, you know, the things that were happening, you know, when God first established His people, and there were things that were written there that you're like, you don't have to follow those things anymore. This is not, you know, this is not something that you need to be able to live into as the God's people in the New Testament. Now, I know that there's still some people who would argue with that, but it's the truth. You've been released from that. Now, what do we do, though? Do we just say, oh, well, because we've been released from that, all of the Old Testament is obsolete? No. What does Paul say? Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently. So this is, again, part of the Advent story. This is the reason why we're talking about this today is that there's, you know, words just like, you know, hope, you know, that is one of the the key themes of, of Advent. But you also get another one. 
Wait patiently, waiting patiently for God's promises, right? Waiting patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Now we look at the old and we're saying, oh, I mean, you know, like, I mean, we're looking at it, especially the bulk of the the prophecies about the Messiah. A lot of them are in, in Isaiah, like there's a lot of of messianic stuff in Isaiah. And if you're looking at it, 700 years before Jesus comes in the flesh, God was still talking about the Messiah. So you're saying this is important. Not that you are holding or being held to another kind of um, set of values or restrictions or whatever you want. No, 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 no. We are looking at the freedom that God has given to us through Christ Jesus. But it doesn't mean that all of this is obsolete. It means that we can go back and say, hey, what a wonderful joy it is to know that God, what God spoke, is actually the thing that came. God said, a virgin shall give birth. And guess what? The virgin gave birth. You see, there's a promise and then there's a fulfillment. And when God promises, God will fulfill. And we talk about the promises all the time. We talk about God's faithfulness all the time. Why? Because this is what it shows us, both in the Old Testament. If God's speaking it here, God's also going to fulfill the promises that he is talking about. But there's the wait. Waiting patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. And that's the process in Advent that we learn. We wait. We can often be like those petulant children that will not and cannot wait. We want to push. We want to fight. We want to get on our backs and scream like a, you know, like those, you know, throwing a fit. And this is something that will only get us into much more trouble. Because then we're stuck on ourselves. We're stuck in thinking that we need all of this and not yesterday. We needed it even two weeks ago. We needed it way before we even asked. And instead, what we look at is say, oh, let's look at the rich history of how God has both promised and responded. And here's, you know, the parts about waiting is like, you know, will we see Jesus face to face? Will we see Jesus come back again in our lifetime? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people I know currently, I hear lots of people talking about, yeah, yeah, like it's going to happen soon. And I'm like, but every generation thought it was going to happen soon. If we're stuck on that, then we are going to really live our lives in such a way that you can be really convoluted. And instead, what we look at is say, no, God promised it. God will fulfill it. I don't know when. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe I won't. But it doesn't mean that God's not going to fulfill it. And so we go back to this verse. God spoke these things long ago. We've seen both a promise made and a promise fulfilled. We've seen the promises of God that God makes, that God fulfills. And so the same promises that are true then are still true for you. We shouldn't throw out the Old Testament. No, rather we should dig in and find out 
what is where can we learn more about the God of the universe who has made promises, who loves us, and we want to be able to live into that to really find out how we can trust in the promises of God and to wait patiently for those promises to be fulfilled. All right, everybody, we're going to end there for today. We'll be uh, back again next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.